Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush in Louisville. Nick, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm not Good. looking forward to a bunch of yard work I got later today, but you know, it's got to be done. Got to be done. I mean, that's that's part of the part of the part of the deal there, Nick Roush. Uh, Kentucky got to commit yesterday. Jackson Smith, the number one kicker and punter in the country, uh, committed to the to the Wildcats. What that means is 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 uh, Mark Stoops has his kicker for the future and potentially uh, punter, depending on how Wilson Berry's career turns out. You know, replacing Berry, but the timing works out perfectly for Smith to take the place of Ruffalo graduating. Mm-hmm. So uh, big time pickup for Kentucky. You know, kick it, kickers receiving scholarships are rare, but when you can sign. An in-state player that is also a legacy Wildcat. Jackson Smith's dad, Andy, was an All-SEC punter at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. When you combine all that, I think it was uh, Jackson's commitment was significant, and it means a whole heck of a lot uh, to the Kentucky football program going forward. Yeah, and uh, I, I do like, too, that whenever he uh... – Whenever he committed, he he brought up the timing of how everything works with the uh, b- between your Ruffalo's and Wilson Berries. That's normally a game that we play too, Freddie. But I like yeah. that he's just like, well, you know, the way the roster works out, it's kind of great timing for me. And that's that's really what you need for a lot yeah. of these guys because I know we like to say Alabama kickers were so bad. How'd they let Austin McGinnis go? And it's Austin be like, well, they signed a kicker the class ahead of me so yeah like it's, it's it's just kind it's of all about timing right, yeah. right right and it fits perfectly for jackson i mean not only does kentucky get the best kicker like i said in the country uh you know it's an in-state kicker which which means the world uh for kentucky especially in the class of 2022 uh it's a class that, that part of its focus is on legacy wildcats now legacy what the, what does that exactly does it mean it's that's sons of players uh, their their dads had played at Kentucky Jackson Smith dad Andy was an all-SEC punter look look deeper into the class Dane Key's dad Dante was a linebacker at Kentucky Ty Bryant's dad Cisco was a receiver at Kentucky so that's three legacy prospects that that Kentucky has as priorities in the class of 2022 one is off the board with Jackson Smith there's two more out there with Dane Key and Ty Bryant yeah, and the the thing with legacies too, uh, Freddie is you always remember the ones that did get away. So yeah, Martin Zach Martin was big one. Well, yeah, Walker and Parks in his, his younger one. Yeah, Walker Parks, uh, and yeah. then um, who's the guy that played for the Jets? Jamal Adams. Yeah, Jamal his dad, Adams. Yeah, so George, George Adams. Son, George Adams. Yeah. That, that's that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. So so actually, yeah, signing or, or getting a commitment from Jackson. Is significant. Jackson Smith is significant because it turns the tables because Kentucky's missed out mm-hmm. on several NFL players that you just mentioned. Jamal Adams is a is an All Pro safety. Zach Martin is he and uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Quincy forever. Nelson are considered the two best guards in the NFL. So mm-hmm. those are significant players. And now uh, you know, and then Myers, the center for Ohio State, uh, is the son of Brad Myers. His brother Zach Myers. 
played at Kentucky, but then the younger Myers went on and played at Ohio State. So this is a this is a good sign for Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, as far as the class of 2022 to get one legacy uh, Wildcat committed and now focus on the next two. Yeah, and I also like too, Freddie, that we just got a nice little run on in-state guys where yeah. week by week by week they're just piling up because there's another there, there's a lot more announcements coming next week. Uh, yeah, we have well, if, you know Keontae Goodwin. He's not technically in-state; he's Kentuckyana because he plays over in Southern Indiana. But yeah. he's got a big announcement coming up next Saturday, and then on Friday afternoon we've got the the Wade twins down in Tennessee are yeah. choosing between Kentucky and, and the Vols. Yeah, I mean, it's big. If you think about it, last three weeks, Kentucky has picked up three commitments from three in-state players and three priorities for Vince Merrill. Uh, so, yeah, in-state recruiting is on the roll. And, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out right now. We are on Keontae Goodwin watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's time for for us to, to embrace Keontae Goodwin as an in-state player, even though he plays in – is high school yeah. ball at but Charlestown, he, Indiana. He grew up down he's the road from Louisville. Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His he, school, I can Louisville. throw a rock and hit his middle school. You know, like yeah. he's, so, he's a Louisville guy. So we need we need to start focusing in on Keontae Gilbert. It's time. Um, Four-star player, top 50 player. Uh, if, you, if you couple Goodwin with Grant Bingham, that offensive line. Oh, man. Duo right there. <laughs> and you combine – you can bring Goodwin and Bingham with Jagger Burton and John Young. That is a tremendous foundation block I mean, for the big blue wall going forward. I mean, Keontae Goodwin. It he's is an athlete, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm hearing this down between Kentucky and Ohio State. That's what I'm hearing. Man, and, and Ohio State And Ohio fans. State's all in. So this is, <laughs> you know, every time Kentucky signs a player out of Ohio that Ohio State comes in late or it's rumored to be, oh, Ohio man, State that- fans are like, we didn't want it yeah. wasn't a committable offer. No. <laughs> With Keontae Goodwin, all chips are on the table for Kentucky. All chips are on the table for Ohio State. And this is a this is a this is a battle. Oh uh, I love between to, Vince Merrill and, and, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. How they rationalize it like you know, Jagger Burton, he's not gonna be any good anyway. And you know, yeah. I mean, like it's it's so it's so fun to watch them squirm because they're not used to losing. And I yeah. just I love I love every second of it, Freddie. And I do too. We, we there's a there's a lot to I don't want to say pick apart, but like there's a lot to Goodwin because he's been in the spotlight for so long. I mean, UK offered him as an eighth grader, Georgia, Louisville, yeah. you know, like so we've known about him for a long time. I think. Adam Kramer had, you know, 2000 word feature on him when after this happened on Bleacher Report. Yeah. But Goodwin, he's, I mean, he, he mentions it when he talks about UK, like they've been with me throughout my ups and downs. Cause at one point he gained, he was playing at like 425. He lost a yeah. hundred pounds over quarantine and yeah. is down to like 300. It's remarkable the work he's put in where, um, one might think that somebody who's been in the spotlight for so long might be entitled to something. Yeah. He's put in the hard work. And also, Freddie, my God, he is just an enormous human. Like the hands and feet on this kid. I mean, whew, it's impressive. And, and I was mistaken earlier. Ohio State and Kentucky both had all the chips on the table for Jagger Burton, too. So, oh, it, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But the county good, good one is another one that Kentucky's going after. Ohio State's going after we need to focus on him. It's his time. It's this is this is very very. Man. I, say, I I can't I can't understate or overstate however which other the best word is there to say. 
how important this is for Kentucky. And you mentioned Goodwin's body transformation. He has been he has been a part of aspirations there in Louisville for for a very long time, mm-hmm. as far as training, working out, Was changing his body. Yes, I mean, he, he's buds he, yeah. with all those guys. Yeah, Goodwin has put in a lot of work at aspirations, and that's a place that does a tremendous job in Louisville uh, to prepare these players for the collegiate level. Uh, so yeah, he, Goodwin is is again. It's it's time to focus on Keontae Goodwin, and right. uh, the I'll, time I'll, is I'll now. Get- I'll get my focus on it. I hope that there is uh, a double commitment to Freddie. So then we can make the keep calm. The twins are coming shirts again, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get <laughs> Gavin Wimson out of uh, Ohio, out of uh, Owensboro. I uh, tweeted something last night to the effect that, are you ready? I can't, what, what did it say, Nick? He said, are, are you ready? He said, are y'all ready? I really are wanted him ready? to just say, are you like, an R and a U because even though the, there was a moment where it looked like Kentucky got back in it, it's, it's pretty apparent that he's going to end up at Rutgers. Yeah. So that, that's a significant happening as well. Gabby uh, Wimps is a four-star quarter, uh, quarterback from Owensboro senior high school. Kentucky really wanted him. Notre Dame did until uh, the Irish got a commitment from another quarterback. So that kind of crossed them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I, I, you know, I trust them and I respect the decisions all these players make. Listen, they're teenagers, they're kids. Uh, they're making tough decisions. They have a lot of people in the ear. So anytime these, these players make decisions, I respect and honor that, that commitment and support them 100%. And we saw, we saw that come back uh, to be beneficial for Kentucky with Wondell Robinson how people treated him when he decided to go to Nebraska. Uh, he came back because people were, good, were nice to him and good to him and supported his decision. But to me, Nick, the transfer portal has oh yeah has lessened my passion for National Signing Day. And that's, a, that, that's, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah. sad because that was my day, you know, for as far as I can remember, uh, you know, that was my day. I mean, I, when I, I'd always take the day off from work. I'd follow this. I, you know, this is before I knew how to work in computer, even as little as I do now. That was worse back then. I'd have charts. I'd have my own handwritten notes. But the, but the transfer portal is kind of kind of it's kind of lessening my passion for signing day, and that's sad because you know, listen, I'm I'm for the players. If, you know, I'm for their movement. If that's that's better for the players, I'm all for it. But look at basketball. The mid-majors are are, are are done. The day of the mid-majors is over with, unless you get a, a one-year wonder. Because yeah, I mean, you get a good player out of there, Nick. I mean, same way with football. You're going to have certain schools, certain leagues be minor league proving grounds for players to transfer. And that's just part of it. And I'm not saying that's good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Yeah, and I do think, too, Freddie, that a lot of times – like, like there, there's so many different ways that the talent is just going to move around in different yeah. ways. So if you look at it in Kentucky's case, a lot of guys that have hit the portal are probably guys that you were stretching. Like you were just taking a chance on five yeah. or six guys and you're hoping that one was going to hit. And now they've right. gone elsewhere. Now you're not, you're going to take less chances. You're going to have smaller classes. And instead of just taking a Danny Clark, to see if it could potentially be a hit at quarterback, you're probably just going to wait and, and, and go to the portal 
Because yeah. what if a guy, you know, Joe Burrow is, he was crazy at LSU, one of the best seasons ever, but he was just another backup for Ohio State. He was one yeah. of the really talented backups. The, those places are still going to be recruiting five-star quarterbacks, and not all of them can play. And that's just a reality of it. So yeah. why not be the team with, oh, you know, arms wide open, ready to welcome in there. So that, yeah, that can no, be the absolutely. case. And, and like we saw with Wandale, it, when, when Wimsett ultimately makes this decision, Kentucky's not going to burn any bridges. They're not going to, no. no. And so if, if things don't work out at Rutgers, if the, the rebuild that Shiano has promised early playing time, if that falters, or if he has some success, but he's like, yeah, you know, New Jersey stinks, uh, the, the portal's always an option. It is. And, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm all for players having the freedom to move around. I mean, it's about time uh, because we should under, all understand this is our jobs, Nick. This is our, this is our chosen fields of occupation, of work. But those players, it, it, the only reason that we have a job is because of those players. And I'm all for them having – you can transfer. I'm all for it. But like you said, it's changing the game. It's it's changing the dynamics, and that's okay because change is good, and and, and that's fine. But if Gavin Wimson does commit to Rutgers, don't think for a minute that Kentucky's going to stop recruiting him. I mean, until until he <laughs> yeah, signs yeah. on the dotted line, it's not over with. So uh, again, that's something to, to to kind of pay attention to. Uh, but my focus today, I mean, is, is, is on Keontae Goodwin. Uh, I've watched a lot of his tape. Uh, he's, he's, he's a very, very good football player. Would be a significant pickup for Kentucky uh, for many reasons. One, you beat Ohio State because that, mm -hmm. that's who Kentucky's recruiting after now. I mean, look at, the, look at, look at the, the level of prospects that Kentucky's recruiting now. You know, the first three – uh, uh, the, the first three in state, let's just focus in state because that's what a lot of people want to talk about. You got four star Travion Longmore out of, out of Corbin, you get four star Grant Bingham, you beat Notre Dame out of Johnson Central, which is in painful. You get Jackson Smith, the best punter, uh, kicker, and punter in the country. And now you turn your focus on Keontae Gilbin and Gavin Wimsett. And then, oh, by the way, there's Dane Key. And Ty Bryant at Frederick Douglass. So yeah, a lot of in-state players. This this in-state class of 2022 has the potential to be one of the better in-state classes during the Stoops era. Yeah, and like you said, beat Notre Dame for one. Uh, yeah, beating off guys who have offers from Oklahoma, Michigan. You know, yeah. the list kind of goes on and on and on. And you yeah. know what, Freddie? Even though, like you said, that the the national signing day has been diminished or whatever. It still is great to have this right now because we're getting some recruiting buzz and yeah, and then it may temper a little bit in the month of May, but in June they haven't announced it yet. But I anticipate they're going to open up camps. I'm excited to go to those camps, even though uh, like I, I don't I don't like the getting the highlight videos of dudes just tackling guys and they're like, yeah. look at this block, and it's just like, no, yeah. he just threw him to the ground. That's not a block. But yeah. going to the uh, the camps at Kroger Field and watching the coaches coach, watching him work with the players. Uh, I mean, like that was when the last time I was there, Drew Phillips and Jordan Watkins were kind of going back and forth. And now that's a yeah. UK corner versus a Louisville wide receiver. It's fun to see yeah. that kind of stuff before they they get to that next big level. It is. And, and you know, there's a difference in, in 
team camps that you have on campus, mm-hmm. which are showcases. Yeah, and, and then and then the, you know the rivals to for the the other get your star camps. There's yeah. there's a difference. These the so, ones at UK and John Summerall talked about it a lot. He's like, oh, coaches in the middle of the season they can't go to your games on Friday nights. I mean, right. you'll have Stoops fly a helicopter to watch Damian Harris during their bye week, but for the most part. You can't uh, evaluate talent in person. This is their one chance where yeah. there's some guys who they like, and then they see him work in person. They're like, okay, they've got that's enough where we need to get this guy on here. This is going to push them over. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought Summerall did a great job on the podium yesterday, uh, brought up some fantastic points. And uh, he, he talked about Derek Jackson and, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, guy Luke Fulton. And Casey there at linebacker, but he also he also made sure he got it in there. These guys get spring practice to 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 show what they can do to, to win a job. Yeah. He said that we got some new guys coming in. The first 15 practices of fall camp, they get their chance to earn a job. So again, that, that that's that's kind of what I've been saying all along. That that Mike the Mike linebacker position, it's going to take a while to decide who's going to play yeah, there. Oh, definitely. Uh, and and when yeah. Summerall talked about Wallace and Thrower. Yeah, he mentioned that uh, I got an article today on it on KSR. He mentioned that uh, <laughs> Wallace broke Lindsey Scott's long jump yeah. record at his high school. Which, Freddie, I knew that name rang a bell. The famous like, Georgia beating Florida call when Buck Ballou throws the ball to Lindsey Scott. Lindsey Scott scores against Florida to win it's the famous munson call that oh, you see all that's there yeah yeah that's it, Lindsay scott that, that caught the buck baloo pass to with 92 florida. yards yeah and with if they don't yet. beat florida they're not winning the national championship with Herschel right. walker um, right exactly there, there's going to be some property damage tonight yeah the thing <laughs> the thing that jumped at me and that actually brought me to my next topic yeah and jumped oh, john and also, summerall uh, won this that you know trevin wallace won the 5a State Georgia State Championship in powerlifting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is is second second or third in the state in the long jump, and broke the the record for Wayne County High School, <laughs> on top of his final game of high school football, rushing for over three hundred yards, having eleven tackles. I mean, this and, dude can do it all. Let me with, tell you, this kid Summerall was just like reading off that that like list of stuff. It really is kind of Bo Jackson. Like where you're just like rattling off, like, oh yeah, and he also uh, works at the 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 senior center too. You know, like yeah. what, what what can't this guy do? Oh, and then yeah. he had a quote. He's like, you know, he's a good old country boy. I'll Facetime yeah. him, and I don't know if he's on a four wheel or a horse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that again. I mean, I I can't tell you how excited I am to watch this guy, Trevin Wallace, how he develops, well, see how he see how he transitions to to one position. Of one sport, okay, right, Let, right. Let's see, right. we'll see how he does with one position, and and I'm not so sure that he doesn't get a serious look at Jack linebacker. I I don't know. It depends on if Casey Fulton and Jackson how they develop, and then you still have Marcus Brim, Bembry, mm-hmm. and, and and then the Don DeAndre Square, like I said all along, is, is the captain of it's his defense. Right, he right, is the right. captain of the defense. So. Where does will Kentucky plays? Yeah. Where, where where does Kentucky need an elite athlete at in 2021? Well, is it Mike linebacker or is it the Jack? Who, who's going to rush the passer? Well, Can, I think he'll be at the Sam. The 
because they've been working uh, right still at the Jack. No, you got no uh, rights to Sam. The Jack is an outside linebacker defensive end. That's uh, 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 Dingle. I think they're both. Either way, they're wide on yeah. that. Uh, we're, we're splitting hairs here. But the the phrase that Summerall used, and I think it's the correct one, is seeing how much he can handle. Because the trick, you don't want to overwhelm a dude and then just right. and they can't. So if Mike, like Mike takes a while to click, and if they yeah. feel comfortable with the Fulton or Jackson, I really do think they're going to put him on the edge, Freddie. Kind of like what yeah. they did with Pascal as a true freshman, where it's like, you know, being every down guy's a lot, but he's got a lot of juice. Let's get him yeah. in an obvious pass and just cut him free. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where, where can he benefit the, de- the defense the most? Uh, you know, again, is it is it at the inside linebacker position? Or is it is it on the edge and just let him rush the passer? then have Justice Dingle there on rundowns. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. Uh, but it's exciting to see what he can do in a Kentucky uniform because, man, alive. Well, he, he the, has all the tools to be special. And I like, too, that Summerall is like, you know, we overlook him because Trevin's so great, but Martez Thrower, this dude's breaking helmets. And I actually yeah. talked to his coach. He sent me a picture of a face mask that he broke his own face mask. He dented it. oh wow and he said he's like yeah i don't have pictures of the other helmets that he broke but he just he breaks helmets he just hits people so hard yeah i mean that's freaking nuts is is a player that that i really liked on signing day and and if it hadn't been for trevin wallace i would be you know and i am excited about mark uh, about thrower but man wallace is 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 the the it could it could be very very good for a long time at kentucky and just to hear him win the state championship in powerlifting. I don't have any numbers, but I, I would imagine they're pretty uh, astronomically out of this world. Yeah, crazy. I, I would think so. And then, you know, his explosiveness, you know, his power and twitchiness with the weightlifting, because I'm sure Power Queen is involved with that. And then you, you take that out to the long jump and then, you know, the explosiveness, the the, the just the power of, of being able to, to jump like that can you imagine what his broad jump is going to be at the at the pro day in about three years? No, three or four years. I, I mean, I really, I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we're projecting out a long way. There's a lot of things can happen, and I don't want to put any pressure on this kid at all. But uh, he's got a chance, man. He's yeah. got a chance, and I'm excited to get him in. No, uh, I, and, I, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. And you mentioned the broad jump, Freddie, and I, I, I guess I'm going to segue us. Um, because the, uh, Jamin Davis had a great quote where he, or it might've even been summer over. He's, he said that Jamin told him like, oh, you're going to watch these numbers. They're going to, they're going to be crazy. And then he went and had some crazy numbers and he, he even said, okay, that's not his, I I've jumped farther. I've ran faster during training. And it's like, of course you did. Of course you've jumped 11 and a half feet and not just 11 feet on your broad jump. Jamin Davis is insane. That article in the athletics really good. It is. It is. And and, you know, it it kind of validates that everything that we've been saying for how long now it was, you know, we've Mm -hmm. been saying the same stuff for, uh, well, I mean, ever since the season ended. So uh, it was a good article about Jamin and, and I'm happy for him. Uh, to get that recognition, I'm looking at the NFL analysis uh, of Jamin. Strengths obviously is a big linebacker with, desi- with desired 
athleticism inside, uh, plays with impressive focus and vision, gains ground quickly with clean laterals. Great. I mean, all these are just great uh, uh, comments about his game coverage, mm-hmm. recognition to work out of low. Uh, quarterback must respect his catch radius and ability to take it away. So, yeah, I mean, he, he has checked every block to be a first-round draft pick. Well, I, I've got to interrupt any NFL draft talk. There's a lot of NFL draft ahead, but I think we've got somebody joining the show, Freddie. Absolutely. We yeah. are joined, yeah, by Jackson Smith, uh, committed to Kentucky yesterday on Kentucky Sports Radio, rated as the nation's number one punter and kicker. Nick Roush, but I'm here to tell you, uh, I've, I've watched a lot of film. Watched that, actually watched Jackson play a couple times in person. He reminds me of a former teammate, Doug Pelfrey. Uh, Doug Pelfrey kicked at Kentucky, went on to kick for the Bengals eight, nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. So what what reminds me what reminds me of Pelfrey and Jackson is Jackson, you you do more than just kick and punt. You catch passes, play outside linebacker. You're a football player first, correct? Yes, sir. Correct. Good. Well, first of all, thanks for joining us. Are you at the beach? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm actually fishing right now. <laughs> oh man. So, we'll keep this short, bro. I mean, you got to go back catching fish, man. I saw, thank you so much for joining us. I saw a lot yes, of pictures sir. of your 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 catches, Jackson. You're you're pretty good. What 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 do you what do you got there to get today? Uh, uh we're catching trout, Spanish mackerel, and uh, just little stuff like pinfish and you know those different things. Do you have a favorite thing to hunt or fish? Uh, I like catching grouper out here. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Jackson, what, what did uh, winning the state championship mean to you? It was really special because, you know, in, in uh, 2019, we came up just one point short. And, uh, you know, we've been working all off season, And, you know, that was our main goal. And that was just the, the number one thing we were after. So it was really, really nice to, you know, accomplish that goal. Had, uh, uh, when you made your commitment to, to Kentucky yesterday, why did, why, did you, why did you decide that it was time for you to do that? I just didn't want to wait any longer. I mean, I saw guys like that I've played with, Trayvon and Longmire, Grant Bingham. You know, I've played against them. I played with them on all-star teams. And, you know, it, you know, they chose, went ahead and committed. So, I mean, why not? What I, role will you take in this class going forward as far as trying to, uh, to talk or influence other in-state prospects to commit to Kentucky? Oh, I'll say that again. Sorry, you cut out. I'm sorry. What 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 role will you take in trying to talk to future or other in-state players about signing with Kentucky? I mean, I mean, I just I just talk to him and tell him, you know, how it is, how what Coach Stoops has going on there, and you know how how good they're going to be in the future. I'm curious, Jackson. You have lined up to kick a game-winning field goal in a state championship game. What's what's that like? <laughs> Well, it's pretty nerve-wracking running out there, but then, you know, once before it happens, everything goes quiet, and, you know, you just – nothing – it's not as nerve-wracking as you think it'd be once you're out there. Jackson, I got a question. I've always wanted to ask a kicker, and I don't know why I never did. <laughs> the goalposts are well, however wide they are. When you're kicking, is it like playing golf? You, you, you know, you see the green when, you, when you're playing golf but you want to hit the cup or a spot on the green. Is there something that you aim for besides just the big uprights? How how does that work? (laughs) Yes, you're exactly right. So when I take my three steps back, I stop and pause and I look up and I choose a target like way up high above the goalpost, like right in the middle 
or depending on the wind. So, yeah, you're right. It, it, what, did, what was your target when you kicked that 51-yarder, you know, four years ago or so? <clears throat> well, <laughs> to be honest, it was, in a, it was snowing. The wind was in my face, and I, I don't know. I was just trying to get it there. <laughs> oh, man. Jackson, crazy. your dad was an all-SEC punter at Kentucky. Uh, what does it mean to you to follow his footsteps and be a legacy Wildcat? It's very special. Um, there's not very many kids that get the opportunity to do that. And, you know, it's just – I think it's very special. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. <clears throat> well, Jackson, we know you got to get back to fishing, man. We don't want to keep <laughs> you too long. So, go out there and, and catch a bunch. But, listen, I'm proud of you, young man. You've done everything correctly. You've done things the right way. And I'm looking forward to watching you kick another year because I, I actually really enjoy that because – you know, when I mentioned – when I compared you to Doug Pelfrey, uh, I meant that, one, because you're an athlete first. I mean, Doug, what people don't know, Doug played DB at Kentucky while he redshirted and Kenny Willis kicked. So, he, he, was, an, he was a great athlete on top of being a kicker. But with Doug – and I've been on the field when you kick, the, it sounds different when you strike the ball. Does that make sense? So yes, sir. Yeah. I enjoy watching you play. Congratulations. What as we close out here with this interview with you, what do you want to tell the Big Blue Nation? Because this is your chance. Uh, I just want to say thank you for all the support, and that it feel, feels great waking up a Wildcat this morning. Great, well, Jackson, it. absolutely love, love it. it. Go, go slay some fish, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, thanks, thanks, Jackson. <laughs> this is Freddie Maggard. I am one of the hosts of the Depth Chart Podcast, and we are proudly sponsored by and partnered with L.A. Coatings. And uh, just like last week, we have Bill on our podcast with us. Bill, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing real good. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Fantastic. <laughs> so what's going on? What's up with L.A. Coatings? Well, um, today I figured I'd talk about the first part uh, of our process since – we don't just apply antimicrobial coatings. We kind of set the stage for them to be the most effective. So we go in and every surface that's gonna get an antimicrobial coating applied to it and be protected for 90 days, first gets uh, disinfected. And I, I wanna talk a little bit about that process because I think it's a lot more interesting than it just sounds like uh, on the surface. We are using a disinfectant technology called HOCL. And basically what that is, is hypochlorous acid, which on the surface sounds uh, pretty scary, but all it is, is water and salt that's been uh, electrolyzed. And with this process that's been around since uh, about the 1800s, you can make a product that is 100 times uh, safer than bleach and more powerful too. So it's a non-toxic product. It's on the EPA's end list. Uh, it's been accepted by the FDA, the WHO, the USDA, and it's uh, people in pet safe. And in certain concentrations, you can even spray it on fruits and vegetables uh, to clean them off. So it's, it's pretty exciting that we're able now to utilize such a powerful and potent disinfectant that you can have around your kids, you can have around your pets in schools and daycare systems, and really not have to worry and have a lot of the concerns you do 
with uh, other cl cleaners out there. So, Bill, how can we connect you with with the, with our great folks that listen to this podcast that will want to, to use the services of LA Coatings? Okay, well, with with this, so uh, like I said, this is actually the first step in our process of applying an antimicrobial. So, anyone that gets treated with an antimicrobial, their facility will also be disinfected with this technology. But we've actually um, now have the ability to sell units that make this disinfectant. So if anyone out there knows any community leaders, you know, mayors, decision makers that are looking how to utilize CARES money, they can buy one of these systems, create their own disinfectants and pass that out within their own municipality. So all the government buildings could, could save money and use a, a safer product. These on average, when you're making it themselves, this disinfectant is under $5 a gallon. Uh, to make, and that's with packaging and everything. So when you combine that with its safety, you can really turn a community uh, around and use this CARES money that's being passed out to help a community residually, you know, for, for decades to come. Uh, there's municipalities now in Oklahoma and in Arkansas where they're buying these units, setting them up, passing them out uh, to all the government buildings, and then also letting anyone in that community buy these disinfectants uh, from the government to be able to put money back in there. And then that, that money can go to fund school lunch programs or you know, whatever you need. It's, it, it's very rare that we're getting you know, things back from the government. So I think this is a really good way to, to utilize that. And Absolutely, anyone interested can uh, give us a call at 1-888-5-CODED, and we can give you all the information um, in a very straightforward, uh, con concise way. What's the, what's the website, Bill? Uh, LACodings.com. Well, Bill, great to have you back on. We certainly appreciate our partnership, and we hope to, to help spread the word of LA Codings to all the folks that listen to this podcast and we appreciate you and we'll talk to you next week my friend hey have a great weekend thank you so much that was awesome that was awesome man i like too man he doesn't he's not just out there catching little bluegill with on a worm you know he's out there hauling in grouper yeah <laughs> that's insane yeah. and that that's crazy yeah yeah so that, that was a great interview with Jax. he's such a good kid and uh, it does, man. The when, it, when you're on the field, when he when he strikes the football, I mean, it pops. I mean, he 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 can he can really boot it. I mean, as well as I can evaluate kickers. I mean, I'm not you know a kicker expert, but significant pickup for Mark Stoops. Uh, yeah. One thing I, I liked about that interview, uh -huh. he's a very serious natured young man. Yeah, yeah. You, you and, want your kicker to be serious natured, and also too, Freddie. He's not going to. Act like the, uh, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I, I, I never buy, Freddie, when people say, oh, we don't listen to the noise. Like, he admits, yeah. like, you know, there's pressure on, but once you get into, once it's time to take your steps, you're locked in, and it's time to yeah. get, you know? Can you can you imagine being Justin, Justin Haddix, the head coach at Ball County, having that weapon? I mean, awesome. you cross the 40, you're going to score. <laughs> you know, and Bull County, you know, won a state championship. Obviously, 
Coach Haddix does a tremendous job in there. Great football coach was previously at Corbin. Had great teams at Corbin. You can do uh, so much more though as a player. But yeah, so much more aggressive. Just like you know what? Let's <laughs> yeah. let's light a rip because worst comes to worst, we're kicking. We're going to get three out of it. I think yeah. he's only missed something like three field goals in three years. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's good. So yeah, a great uh, pickup from Mark Stoops. And I liked what he said about, you know, uh, about his dad and how special that is. And, and, and that's, again, that, that's a critical part of this class of 2022 is legacy recruiting because you could have up to three mm-hmm. signees with dads that played at Kentucky and that's special, you know, keep it with keep it in the family is, is, is something that I always like to say, and you know, we could possibly see that going forward. It would be pretty significant. Freddie, your your cat just walked by. That's the first time I've seen your your cat. Wait, Daisy your, May. Daisy, Daisy May. May. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's awesome, man. She 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 just plays all day, hangs out. That that's what. Yeah. So she's awesome. She's growing. She's healthy. The main part. So yeah, mm-hmm. Daisy May is is, is outstanding. Uh, we- how about Fort Thomas Highlands winning the state championship? I've got to talk about my Ashland Blazer Tomcats. They made a heck um, of a run. Heck of a run. Heck of a run. I'm glad. I'm so happy uh, that the state fell in love with Hunter Gillum, the football player that played basketball. <laughs> I've been talking about him throughout the regional tournament, how this was my dude, man. This is my guy for Ashland. And he gets out. He he gets out there in the state tournament, you know, and just locks people up. Plays with that intensity. He's a football player. Heck of a run by Ashland. Uh, but hats off to Fort Thomas Islands winning their first state championship. Yeah. And our buddy Jared is just pumped. yeah. Uh, I mean, celebrating yeah. all over the place right now. So uh, absolutely. And and he, you know, he's just being super obnoxious too the whole time about it. Not best yeah. team there ever was. Best team there ever will. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, Northern Kentucky is normally known for its football, but apparently that's the basketball Seriously. capital. Of, they were supposed of to be the third best team in that region, and yeah. here they are winning the Sweet Sixteen. That I think they've won three out of four states in a row from Region Nine. So yeah, shout out to Northern Kentucky. Maybe that's why NKU is going to so many NCAA tournaments lately. Well, you know, and then you know, shout out to all the uh, to you and Tyler, Drew, Adam, Zach, Jack, all the KSR crew for. For great coverage. I mean, we had the whole state covered leading to the state tournament and all the way through Zach and, and Jack had it through the state tournament. So it was, it was, uh, we hope that you enjoyed that coverage. We'll try to do something again next year, maybe, but, uh, uh, we, we really appreciated everybody tuning in for that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great time. And I uh, hope you have a great weekend. You too, Nicholas. I, uh, I appreciate everybody, uh, everybody tuning in. So, uh, remember, Remember, Keontae Gilbert. Just remember that name. Yep. And uh, follow that closely. Okay. Well, I will be following that closely. And I, I want to take this out, Freddie. Uh, it's on a bit of a somber note. Um, but uh, uh, I'd like to take a salute, a shout out to my buddy, Brendan Taylor Flounder, who we've actually had on the show back yes, in we 2018 have. Uh, before the Georgia game. Huge Georgia Bulldog. Uh, yeah. and a Kentucky fan as well. Huge UK fan, friend of mine from UK. He passed away unexpectedly this week. Oh, it's, no. Uh, yeah, it's just terrible stuff. Um, so really just want to say a prayer for his family and all the friends. Absolutely. Um, a great guy gone far too soon. I am so sorry to hear that, Nick, to you and his family. Absolutely. That is 
Yeah, I remember him being on the, one of the early podcasts, man. And yeah, talking. He to was Georgia. awesome. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, it was I actually was going. I was, I was thinking about sending him a message yesterday, and was watching that Munson call, and then I got the message. So it's uh, just real yeah. sad, um, but prayers and everything to them. Good vibes their way. So absolutely, we've, we've lost far too many good ones this year. Last year, for yes, yeah, way way too soon. Yeah, well, uh, man, that's tough, Nick. I. You're in my prayers, brother, and uh, I hope everybody has a great week, and go Cats. Go Cats.